Hello, dear listeners. This is Something New, a musical theater podcast, episode 604. I'm being super productive today by recording this opening segment a full week ahead of its release. I know. This is because I'll be away visiting my Aunt Rebecca for her birthday, and we'll simply be having way too much fun to bother with recording opening segments. Happy birthday, Aunt Rebecca! This does mean, however, right now I'm speaking to you from a place of complete ignorance. So I'm forced to make the following predictions. One, rehearsals continue to be a lot of fun. And two, the concert has completely sold out. While I'm quite confident about the former prediction, do not let the latter fool you. Go to joelbnew.com monkey right now and check to see if there are any tickets left. And if you're feeling extra generous, make a tax-deductible donation via Fractured Atlas, which includes concert tickets and a whole lot more. Hope I didn't just shoot myself in the foot there by predicting that the concert is sold out and then no one goes to the website to buy tickets. Anywho, without further ado, here's my conversation with the star of Monkey Trouble Unleashed, Andrew Christie. This is Joel B. New, and you're listening to Something New, a musical theater podcast. My chance to talk with the savviest professionals in the industry, hear their stories, premiere brand new original songs, and get to the heart of what makes them the working, multifaceted artists they have come to be. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with my brand new friend, Andrew Christie. Andrew, how are you? Hi, I'm very good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming to my apartment in Astoria. You're so welcome. I don't think we've met. No. No. We have not. But you saw. You said you saw me in American Morning? I did, yeah. Tim's a, a good friend of mine and oh. one of my, uh, and I'm a big fan of his work. I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, seriously. No, he's a Tim. Tr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a production... Uh, brought to you by Prospect Theatre Company. Correct. Yeah. yeah. First time working with them as well, and uh, they were great. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Um, Lee Ellen Caudill, who's also in Monkey Trouble Unleashed, she and I met through uh, Prospect Lab. Okay. So, Prospect bringing people together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're friends with Charlie Johnson. Correct. So you guys did Christmas Story in... We did Christmas Story at Paper Mill. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, I think we shared a dressing room. All the all the ensemble men did, and yeah, that's awesome. How and then you you moved with that show to Broadway. Actually, Broadway oh. was before that. Oh. Yeah, so Christmas Story has also had an interesting journey. I did the first CETA tour. Um, What's CETA? During the recession, when things were going downhill, yeah. uh, this was just another way to keep tours equity, but to pay actors less basically that's what it was um so we did this tour first and then the following year we went to broadway which was my broadway debut which was very cool um and then after that i believe it was paper mill and then the year after that was like madison square garden so i've done the show a few times nice it's been good to me (laughs) (laughs) i was stalking you through your website hope that's okay i that's what websites are for that's right You are also a, a Midwesterner. Yes, I'm from Illinois, uh, like the Chicago suburbs. I don't like to say Chicago because you know people who are actually from Chicago will tell me I'm not from Chicago. States are snobs. Yeah, they can be. So I'm from the suburbs. Uh, I was born there um, in the Chicago suburbs, uh, but I lived in Thailand for nine years. So I lived oh, there wow. from age four to 13. Okay. And then moved back to the States. Um when I was in the eighth grade, and that was really tough. Yeah, because uh, that's a transitional time in one's 
life anyway. Yeah, that was really um, a tough transition because uh, I went to a private school in Thailand. Okay. Uh, with the uniforms, you know, we had it was a Catholic school, I believe, and then back to the public school system in the states. So it was just very jarring. Um, but then I started to do theater, musical theater, and all that stuff, and it got me out of my shell. And you know, f- with a lot of people, I think gets you out of your shell. Yeah. Did you do musicals in Thailand, or did that come after? I did not. I did that in high school. So I took my first drama class, I believe, sophomore year uh, in high school, and my first musical was Annie. I was Rooster, um, and then I, you know, caught how it. old were you? 16, I think. 16-year-old? Okay. Yeah, I was nice. a 16-year-old rooster. Nice. Um, and then I did Pippin, leading player, and then Music Man. I was Harold Hill in senior year. And then you went on to get your degree at NYU Tisch? Yes. I only got into two colleges. So it was oh, between nice. NYU and Webster. Um, oh, that's a nice, that's St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't pass up New York, so I just had to say yes to yeah. Tisch. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fellow Tish as well. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I got my MFA there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And Wait, mus- the musical, musical theater, theater writing. writing. Yeah. Great. I've done a few uh, projects there as well. Nice. Yeah, that. like the thesis presentations mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I think I've done like three or four. Good. Well, they're lucky to have you. As oh. we were downstairs singing and I was like, oh, he he knows his <laughs> he knows He knows the song already. We don't have to really talk about a, a lot of like the little things, but like, those little things being notes and yeah. I was really well I feel like I've I learned music faster from the shows I've been in like I've I've done a couple encore shows and yeah. you have to oh you have to learn music so quickly and it's like boot camp so now learning music um, I think it's a little easier for me because of all that uh, so yeah I was happy to learn your monkey trouble music and very excited to be a part of it thank you same hope you all come they will tickets. they will still going down the rabbit hole of your website um i too love big business <laughs> and i think emperor's new groove is the most underrated disney it's movie so of all time funny like that's i Eartha mean the kid like hello. hilarious yeah my like that's where my sense of humor comes from yes like a show like that and i I think I've seeded some of that within the Monkey Trouble world. Oh, good. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's so geared towards adult humor. Oh, for sure. Um, and you know, kids love it too, obviously. But Emperor's New Groove, one of my favorites. It is where it's at. And Big Business, Ugh. also underrated. So un- underrated. Like you get two Lily Tomlins and two, two pet Midlers. It's just yeah, a dream. I also saw that you know some sign language. Yes, I saw the Deaf West Spring Awakening. Me too. And I was obsessed. I saw it twice, um, and and I was so moved. And I looked up sign language classes, and I took four semesters at um, the Sign Language Center in Murray Hill. Nice. So if anyone is interested in learning sign language, they're a great place. All their teachers are deaf, uh, and it was a great introduction, and I... I just loved it. So I'm a little rusty. I haven't gone back in a while. But um, yeah, I love sign language. It's just such, it's like choreography. Now, I know this is the wrong medium to talk about sign language. Um, but could you show me a couple of signs? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I so I'm a big foodie. I love food. Okay. So food is is... The food signs are the ones that I remember a lot. So this is this is water. So it's like a w. a w on the chin. Y- yeah. So everyone doing this at home. <laughs> so a lot of sign language is based in their alphabet. 
So water, you you make a sign for the letter W, and then you just put it to your mouth, your chin. Oh, okay. That's water. Um, not all of them are uh, alphabet, you know, uh, related, but this is T. Um, I don't know how to describe this. But so you're like I'm, dipping... I'm like dipping a tea bag in my other hand that's functioning as a cup. So it's yeah. like tea and soda. I don't know how you... So like you're soda. hitting the hand. I'm hitting riveting. the cup. Riveting podcasting. I'm like putting my middle finger in the cup, pulling it out, and then slapping it back So it's like the pop? Like Is that the idea? Soda pop. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, salad. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about tea bags and salads. Tea kids. bags and salads. We're keeping this PG. And then the other thing that I learned on your website is that you have created your own web series. Yes. Called uh, Extra AF. Correct. Is uh, that a current project or is that it, it's on and, on and off. off? So the reason why I started it was just because um, I don't have a lot of TV credits and um, my agents don't have anything to show when they submit me for things so i just wanted to build my own collection of little skits i mean they're very short they're like uh, three minutes of i watched like four this morning oh thanks and laughed heartily <laughs> as my husband can attest there's only like six episodes but um the main reason was to use it f- to get opportunities in tv and film um because a lot of those casting directors will watch your demos will watch you know, things online with you in them. So uh, I used my uh, friend to make them beautiful. I mean, she... Uh, yeah, they look is, great. Yeah, yeah. Liz Eckert-Ross um, with Faux Real Studios. And so it looks great and it sounds great. And uh, the last one uh, featured Daphne Rubin Vega. So check oh it out. Oh my God, it was so funny. She She's hilarious and she let us um, shoot in her apartment. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, yeah, it's how did you how did you land her? Have you worked with her? Yeah, so I did a show called Miss You Like Hell, which was at the public um, two springs ago, maybe. Um, so she was a star of that show, and uh, we 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 bonded. She's a little bit of a weirdo, and I'm kind of a weirdo as well. I would put notes, like acting notes, on her mirror for fun, <laughs> um, and she I mean she didn't take them seriously, but she loved that sort of stuff. Um, and then I just asked her, well, actually, she was the one who mentioned it. She was like, she has this, like, you know, kind of deep uh, yeah, smoker's voice, voice a little bit. <laughs> She's like, you know, I do your web series. With... She sounds like a demon. She doesn't it's sound almost... like a demon. <laughs> it's almost Carol Channing. Yes. It's a little Carol. I can't, I can't do a, a good Daphne Rubin Vega impersonation. But she mm. was like, you know, I, I'll do a cameo if you want. So I immediately wrote a skit for her darn right i sent it to her uh i texted her the pdf and she said i'm laughing really hard right now in a cab yes i'll do it so (laughs) she you know offered her apartment and we just shot one day just short three minute uh skit and she plays herself um yeah so check it out if if you'd like i find more and more people are creating their own content you just have to i mean you can't wait for it to come to you. Sometimes you just have to start building on your own. Like, you know, you're writing your own music. Yeah. And you just have to put it on paper and put it out into the world and see what happens. I feel like it's almost always a positive outcome. Like, just putting it out there, yeah. you know? What have you learned by making it? Uh, I've learned how to be more confident, I guess. And just to say, fuck it. And yes do do you and show yourself 
uh, in the best light. And yeah, I don't know if that was a very succinct yeah, answer. No, it's a good but... answer, I, I think, because um, it supports my answer, which is <laughs> Monkey Trouble Unleashed is my fuck it show. Yeah, you need to do what you're passionate about and sort of try your best to cut out the voices in your head or think about what other people will think. Like, who cares if it's commercially viable right now? Yeah. You just put it out there and maybe it, you don't know. It could be commercially viable. I mean, yeah. like, for example, Hades Town, which won, you know, the Tony Award, that that was sort of like a sleeper hit. Like, nobody really knew what it was until word of mouth. And I don't think it's a very commercial show. No. Really. I mean, no. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks very, you know, artistic. And yeah, you just, yeah. you never know. When you were just starting out, when you were a wee lad, what would you say your type or brand was and how has that evolved in college a lot changed I didn't think I was a tenor like my voice was still in baritone mode um, so my vo voice sort of evolved over the years and type wise I feel like I discovered my gift to make people laugh and that wasn't that was almost non-existent in college until maybe like senior year I did this one song for our showcase uh, it was called What Alan Likes it's a very silly song um, from I think a show called I Sing that was at the York and it was a ridiculous song and it made everyone laugh and everyone was like you have to do that for showcase and I think that was one of the first moments where I was like wow I can I can make people laugh and I think I need to do that more so I think that changed over the years. I'm just sitting here in my mouth agape that you ever <laughs> weren't a tenor or you didn't know that you had the capacity to make people laugh. <laughs> because I've what I've seen from you, uh, that those seem to be givens. I think it's reassuring to hear that journey that we're not all born knowing exactly what our you know what we're here to do or what we're here to say. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that. Yeah. In those times when theater gigs are slimmer. What skills or interests have you developed to either feed your belly or feed your soul? Hmm. Well, I already mentioned the sign language stuff, which was very fulfilling. I have AMC A-list, so I see a lot of movies. Um, oh. I try to see a lot of theater. Uh, yeah, I watch a lot of television. What are you, what are you watching right now? <laughs> oh my god, I watch a lot of trash. Um, Me too. Do you watch? Do you watch Big Brother at all? No, not that kind of trash. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do to pay your bills? Well, I actually worked for about three catering companies. I've been catering for the last 10 years or more. And this is a big deal. About a couple months ago, I quit. I quit all my catering companies because I, I, I have, I've been supporting myself with the acting stuff, which has been good. That's amazing. And it... I can't do it anymore. I mean, I love the people I worked with, but it was just wearing on my body. It was wearing on my soul. Um, I was becoming very snippy at work and just unhappy, and I didn't want to spend my time like that. And um, I guess it's a positive thing that I've been booking more lately. Yeah. So my dream is to become, you know, a full-time actor and get, you know, make my living acting, and it's sort of... It sort of has been starting, you know? So I've been booking some commercials. I just booked an Applebee's commercial, which was fun. That's great. And um, I'm doing 
show at ART next in the fall. Um, so it's been good. And I, I was comfortable enough to walk away from the catering. So right now, making my money as an actor, hopefully, as long as I can. That's amazing. But I'm, yeah. I think my catering career is over. Like, I had to close that door. Great. No, I mean, like, that's a huge turning point. Yeah. And good for you for for hearing that voice and then also answering it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us might hear that voice and stick around a little long and then lash out irrationally at somebody. And, right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't fault anyone for having a survival job. Everyone's no. got to do it. I've, I mean, I've got, like, three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And um, it may bite me in the butt later, but for now it feels good. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Well, cheers. <laughs> what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my chosen family in New York. I, like I said, I went to NYU and uh, my closest friends are people I went to college with. And uh, my partner, we met on Christmas Story. Um, Yeah, he was actually the child guardian on the first tour. He had a horrible job. He, (laughs) there was one child guardian for like 13 kids. That's a nice way of saying child wrangler. Right, right? child wrangler, uh, wrangler, child guardian. Um, but that's how we met on the show. I'm thankful for him. He's very supportive. Uh, Good. He used to be an actor as well. It's nice to have an, uh, a partner that doesn't do exactly what you do, but but understands like the struggle. Yeah. And I'm also thankful for loving the audition process. Because I love auditioning. Tell me about that. You know, I had a professor in college, and she gave me great advice. She said, when you get out of school learn how to love auditioning because that's going to be your job basically auditioning is your job and when you book that's sort of like a bonus hmm. uh, because we audition so much we have like a hundred no's to one yes and if you are auditioning and feeling crappy about yourself or being nervous or you know self-sabotaging uh people feel that in the room you know yeah. so i'm thankful that i i've i guess i figured out a way to just enjoy it you know, not all of them feel amazing, but I still enjoy going in. I'm thankful, grateful for the appointment. You know, not not everyone gets the audition, you know. Yeah. I used to not have an agent, and I had to go to all the chorus calls. And, uh, yeah, I just felt grateful auditioning. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for New York City. I mean, I love living here. Yeah. And, yeah, I love it. What advice would you give those listening who are thinking about doing something new? I would say... If your gut is telling you to go that direction, go there and try to go there full force, you know? Hmm. I mean, you only have one life. If you have a passion for something or you feel that passion, you know, follow it because you don't know what lies ahead. You know, you can end up loving it. um, And if not, you can, you know always take a step back and say, oh, you know what, this wasn't for me. Uh, So, yeah, I would just say go for it full force. I made a promise to myself that I would always make my acting uh, be a priority. So, like, whatever catering job I had, if I had an audition that came up, I would, you know, quit that catering gig for the day in a heartbeat, like, even if I got in trouble for it, which I never did because I, you know, give them an ample amount of time. But, uh, yeah, I would just say make your passion your priority, I guess. That's a good That's a good one, y'all. Make your passion <laughs> your priority. Let's talk about the show. 
Andrew has been cast as Danny, who's the the lead character in Monkey Trouble Unleashed. Your character, it's unique, I think, in that it's the lead character who has like one and a half songs okay. in a full length musical. Like he doesn't really speak until scene three, and then he slowly. That's part of like his character's um, evolution is that he builds his speech and builds his confidence to speak and then to sing. Um, while he's also letting go of the trappings of, you know, killing people uh, impulsively. Back when I thought the show was going to be a two-act, this is like the act break, but really it's just a 90-minute piece. This is the unofficial act break where Danny has been on this quest and has been evolving with the help of Sam, his friend and love interest, into becoming a better man. And he has been wearing his collar this whole time, and whenever someone else removes it, he just attacks, because that's what he's been conditioned to do. And through this song, he has to make that decision whether he's going to literally walk through the door to Sam and his new life and his new lover. And before he does that, he knows he has to say a final goodbye to um, the life that he once knew, and that is embodied in the collar that he's wearing. So this song is that big defying gravity moment uh it's me uh, <laughs> for danny's character and um you sound great on it thank you yeah thanks yeah it's, it's really fun to sing thank i love you. i love a good power ballad good that's exactly what it is and so it's called don't make a monkey out of me uh it's the it's the first song i wrote for the show probably a little over a year ago and i uh, debuted it at green room 42 in my concert last October and it's like it's a year later to the day my concert was October 6th last year and it's October 6th did not plan that oh that's so interesting yeah yeah it's weird how the universe was like how about this date Mm -hmm. all right so it's a good date (laughs) come hear the rest of the gang and the rest of the show at the duplex Sunday October 6th at 6 30 p.m. and it's sure to be a fantastic time It'll be really fun. Without further ado, we're going to give you the song. And from my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New. And Andrew Christie. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. They'd fractured some guy's femur While that is a big deal The way that I feel Is more extreme than that It is extremer Better than having my pick Of witch noses to break It's time for bed, but instead, I'm wide awake. If today really has to be over, tomorrow I'd like today all over again. I was taught there are no second chances. 
that what I am now's the same as what I was then. After today, if you don't mind, I'm inclined to disagree. Don't make a monkey out of me. In the past, I might spend the day with a friend. Then smash his flimsy skull against a mirror Never gotten much sleep The scars run so deep I see my master's face And I can hear her Telling me that I deserve to fight men in a cage You came along with a song on every page Goodness didn't make me any smaller If anything, I grew and grew As far back as I can recall I've worn this stupid collar I pray one day I stay unleashed with you With you If tonight is the night I sleep over I hope I was right to think my master was dead. I was taught, don't return to a crime scene. I'll stay and protect you at the foot of your bed. After tonight, there's no excuse. I'm footloose and fancy free. Not up a tree. If women to be don't make a monkey out of me.